It's been so brilliant um, celebrating Jesus together in the worship. Love those songs. Um, celebrating everything he's done and everything he is to us. It's been amazing. And um, obviously what we're going to do now is celebrate with some people who have decided that they're going to follow Jesus and they want to be baptised and that's really exciting too. Um, And, you know, we're family here together and we understand that to do this in front of people is a big thing and we really honour you guys. Um, So we really honour Hussein and Tamara and Joma who are going to be baptised and we uh, are really looking forward to hearing their testimony shortly. I'm going to um, give a quick talk um, for about 10 minutes just going through some of the biblical stuff on baptism and um, putting it into context for why we do this and why it's so important to us. Um, Baptism is a sacrament because it's one of the few kind of rituals that we practice as a non-traditional church. Um, We believe that it's crucial and key to how God wants us to make disciples and to uh, help people to be followers of Jesus. Um, There are other things that we understand to be sacraments as well. So one of them is the Lord's Supper or Communion, where we remember Jesus' death and resurrection and look forward to his future coming. And also for us as Vineyard and a charismatic church, we consider that praying for people in the name of Jesus and placing hands on them is a sacrament as well, because Jesus meets us, the Holy Spirit meets us in a special way when we do that. Um, So we're going to look at this sacrament of baptism and think about what it means and why it's key for us. Um, And before we do that, I want to tell you a quick story, uh, which is about airports and aeroplanes again, uh, but not me flying to Ireland. It was about Steve flying to the US, which is where he is at the moment. He's at a theology conference. Um, So I dropped him off at the airport on Wednesday morning. And um, as I got into the car for us to drive off, um, those who know me will identify with this straight away I said oh I don't think I've got my phone but never mind and I had a quick look in my bag and it wasn't there and I just said never mind I'm only going to the airport that's fine so uh, we arrived at the airport we got to terminal three and Steve got out and took his uh, took out his bags and we said our fond farewells and off he went and I drove round the corner of the system the circuit at Heathrow Terminal 3 airport and as I drove round the corner um, something kind of flashed onto the dashboard which I sometimes kind of half ignore because both of our cars kind of tell us things that aren't really true like you know <laughs> your tire's gone flat or your you know they, they, they kind of tell us things that are supposedly happening and they're not really so anyway this thing flashed up on the dashboard and it was key no longer in vehicle and uh, so I did a double take on looking and reading it and the full implications kind of sank in uh, and then I remembered what I'd said about I haven't got my phone and then I realised that Steve, as soon as he gets to an airport, runs to the departure lounge. Um, so I knew that even if I abandoned the car where I was and kind of ran back to him and ran to try and find him, there would be no way I, w- I would catch him. The car would be um, towed away and that would be great. So um, I, I, I 
prayed and I was calm and I pulled to the side and I looked in my bag and my phone was in my bag. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Fortunately, I was chaotic enough, as normal, not to know where my phone was. So I phoned Steve up and I said four words. You've got the keys. (laughs) I wasn't rude. I was very... um, peaceful. I just had to get the job done. Um, So uh, he said, oh, I'll come back. Um, So I said, just go back to where I dropped you off. Um, The engine was still running at this point, um, but I still had quite a long way to drive around to go back to the drop-off point where I dropped him. And um, the engine stayed working. I got round there. He gave me the keys and we said fond farewells again. Ha ha ha. So I was very grateful that day that it was a normal day um, and that I wasn't spending the day trying to somehow get home. Home seemed very, very welcome when I got there. Um, The reason I'm telling this story is because I felt actually that God wanted to speak to all of us through this story because um, as I was preparing this talk about baptism, it just occurred to me how key all the concepts that we think about um, in this sacrament are for every day of our life. So it's not just that we get baptised at the beginning of our journey um, and that then we, we, we go on and we become followers of Jesus and that's happy ever after. But actually, our journey and our walk with Jesus is always about going back, remembering, thinking about how that impacts today and always looking forward to something which is coming because we live in that now and not yet tension of the kingdom where the things that we're hoping for and the things that we kind of proclaim like those songs that we were singing are all true but some of them are kind of now but not yet. Um, So we need to think about that for a minute and um, I want us to think of baptism in terms of two sets of three things. Um, Firstly it's about past, present and future. So it's about the whole of time. It's about our lives from start to finish and the world from start to finish. It's about past, present and future. And secondly, I want us to think about that baptismal pool. Some of you can see it more than others. But that baptismal pool represents very, very vividly three things. It represents a bath where we can have a wash and be cleansed. It represents a grave that we actually go into and we die. But then, of course, we come to life. We have resurrection, as Jesus did. And it also represents a womb, because the picture in Scripture, um, when we become a Christian, it's like we're born again as a new baby into the kingdom of God. And for all of these things that we're thinking about, we must remember that it's not the actual sacrament, it's not actually the ritual itself which makes these things happen. Because all of the people who are being baptised, these things have happened already. And this is a, a picture of what has happened in their life. It's a testimony and an expression of what Jesus has already done. So when um, the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Rome about 
what being a Christian means. He talks in terms of when you were baptised, this is what this is what happened. And so baptism for us all is important. It's not just those that are being baptised today. Let's look at some scriptures and read them together from Romans chapter 6. It says, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptised into Christ Jesus were baptised into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. There's a lot of words there. Um, They're mostly talking about the idea of the baptismal pool being like a grave. Um, and how we go into that grave, we've died with Christ, and we have new life, just as he had life. The Spirit raised him, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is now part of who we are. We become a new creation as we rise out of that water. Um, It also talks about this past, present, and future. So it's because of something that's happened that we and something that we're looking forward to, that we can live in confidence now. We can live in confidence knowing that our master is no longer sin and death. And our master is now Jesus. We have died to our old master, which was sin and death. Um, And that is true, but it's that tension that I was talking about just now, about the now and the not yet, because we all know that there is still sin around us, whether that's sin inside of us, whether we find struggles with temptations, with um, habits, with uh, addictions, or just difficult because sometimes we're selfish. And so sin we know is still around. How do we um, overcome that sin? Um, Because it's important for all of us that God wants us to live as with Jesus as our master and not sin as our master. Um, let's quickly read a passage from Romans chapter 7, which um, shows that struggle uh, that we still have with, with sin um, in our lives. And remember, sin is a, a kind of umbrella word for a whole concept of things which um, includes the individual, so me, you, it includes uh, us together as a body of Christ, it includes um, the whole corporate humanity and it includes the whole of the cosmic order as well. So sin is a power that entraps people um, and it's also something which can be uh, just an individual temptation within us. So Romans chapter 7 says, I do not understand what I do, for what I want to do I do not do, but what I hate I do. And if I do what I don't want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it's no longer I myself who do it, but it's sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. 
that is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. So here is someone who feels a little bit like I felt in that car without the key. Um, You know, oh my goodness, it's going to die. I'm going to be stuck. I'm going to be here. It's not going to work. Everything's gone wrong. This is someone who is struggling with sin. And Paul then goes on to explain that as those who have done all those things with Jesus, we've been washed, we've been into the grave, we've risen um, from the grave with him, and we've walked into newness of life, and we've become that new baby in Christ. For those people, we can choose to walk in the Spirit, and we can choose to have the power and the, the enablement of the Holy Spirit within us every day. But in order to, to, to work, in order for it to work, we have to remember the keys. We have to remember those truths that Jesus has done all those things for us. And the Bible says we have to die daily. So for us to remember what we promised and what happened at our baptism is as important as having been baptised um, itself. And the reason for this, because God has created all of us to be his handiwork and to do the good works that he's prepared in advance that we should do as individuals and as a body together.